Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers and this is Dr. X. How are you doing this week, Dr. X? I'm okay. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> I don't have a better lead in than that. I, I things are going good. That's good. That's good to hear. Yeah, same. Um I, I've been I've been very busy working on lots of things. Uh if you guys follow me on social media, I'm sure you've seen some of the things that that I've been working on, but there will uh, be more things to come. So, <laughs> yeah, can I plug something in the intro that I'll definitely forget about in the outro? Please go ahead. So, this Thursday coming up, uh, March 18th, I'm going to be uh, live streaming. Uh, well, Show Us Your Crits is going to be live streaming a game of Morkborg, which is kind of like D&D, but it's got a Swedish death metal flair to it. Um, and it's going to be on the Show Us Your Crits Facebook page, YouTube, Twitch. Um, I don't know the links to any of that off the top of my head. We'll but get them. If, we'll put them in the description. Yeah, and if if you're you know follow me on Twitter, and I'll I'll post the links to it. But it should be interesting. I've never played the game before. It's very um, very stylish, and it's very much like. Uh, it's very much and it's actually created by a team of game developers out of sweden and it definitely plays up to the swedish death metal aesthetic and the guys that i'm gaming with are all gonna like totally get into it and wear like wigs and do their uh face makeup like swedish death metal stuff is that typical for this type of um because you know i ask because i'm also going to be on on that on their show in like two weeks i think what actually i think it starts i think it's no yeah two uh two weeks yeah i'm gonna be doing their uh they're playing some type of alien game oh that's awesome so okay so like i did usually what i do with these guys is i'll do like entire we did like a a dungeons and dragons season we did a shadow run season where we 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 game every two weeks uh, live streamed and then of course like the games are like saved online and uh we now i kind of dressed up a little bit but like i never really dressed up that much um same thing with like the other people that i gamed with however for like the alien thing i don't what you what would you wear like a jumpsuit like <laughs> I, I, well i don't know like I ripley mean, like, asking i guess so yeah i could dress up as ripley and um i yeah i mean i think you know whatever you wear i'm sure will be fine um but uh you know i i'm going i know these guys are all like gonna get like really into the death metal thing and i don't like death metal necessarily so i was just gonna do paul stanley from kiss um okay. which, which i thought would be really funny yeah. so we'll, we'll see like if they if they think that is funny it's as funny as i think it is um you know, they what does it matter as long as you as you're in on the joke i think that's what's really important as long as you're having a good time enthusiasm carries especially exactly. over a webcam exactly. so like uh yeah so that'll be neat i'm doing that on thursday and uh check it out and then yeah they i think they have a, a season of vampire the masquerade coming up too um which that's is a popular one yeah and that's something i'm familiar with from like high school like i was really into those books um because it was all about like you know, van, it, that's how, I mean, now people I think are more um, familiar with the mythos because of like the underworld movies or maybe even the Twilight Saga. Yeah. But the whole idea that like vampires are locked in this eternal struggle against werewolves 
and kind of like how those two um the yin and the yang of those two monsters right mm-hmm. um that the the vampire the masquerade books was like my first introduction to that and now it seems kind of like oh of course they do because that's what they do is vampires fight werewolves but back then it was kind of like a neat like nerdy like oh yeah i guess that does kind of make sense um <laughs> so i don't i don't know when that whole thing starts or what my involvement will that'll be but i'm definitely doing the morgue it's a one shot so you're not gonna have to tune in every week just tune in this thursday watch it it's gonna go about two three hours should be a good time and uh yeah yeah, we'll definitely um we'll we'll definitely, you know, give you guys some links in, in the description here so you can uh check it out and we'll just all you know, try to find where all of their social medias are and and cool. put you guys on there. Yeah, because you know, at, at the very least, you know, if you decide that you don't want to watch the death metal thing, I, I will be on their alien thing. And it, and it should be a decent time because, you know, here I am calling it the alien thing. I don't even know what the hell the game is called. I, I don't know anything about any of this stuff. So So it, it's a pen and paper game. Uh, I do kind of know a little bit about it um, just because one of the YouTubers that I watch, this guy, Seth Sorkowski, who does like gaming review. So besides being into like paranormal shit and everything else that I'm into, I'm also kind of a big gamer. And um, it's base it's a pen and paper game. So it's like D&D and uh, there's different character classes um, where you're all humans or unless I think you could be an android like Bishop. I mean, you're familiar with the alien movies, right? Yeah, oh yeah definitely okay i mean I'm, so basically like fan, so yeah yeah so there's like a ripley there's like a bishop i don't know if the space marines are in there probably but it's more like you're just a crew of a starship and then you know that so that's who all the player characters are and then there's some kind of you know you're probably gonna land it's probably gonna be like watching one of the first two alien movies right or like okay. you come across a planet and there's eggs or you come across a derelict starship and you go on and you bring something back and there's battles and stuff and different crew members have different things they can do some people are good with computers some people are good with medic stuff or whatever um so yeah that's how i'm sure before you guys before you guys actually play there'll be some kind of pregame meeting where you'll deal with character creation and the different classes and stuff. So you, you won't go in completely blind, but if not, just look it up on YouTube and there's probably tons. Cause that game just came out like six months ago. It's super yeah. new. That's why there's a lot of excitement about it around it and stuff. So um, you should have a really good audience for that. And uh, yeah, I would say if you have, you know, just kind of watch some people playing online, get the hang of it. No, it'll. I mean, it'll definitely be fun. I mean, you know, I'll be honest. When he first approached me with the idea of it, um, and he was he was like, "Oh, I'm going to do an alien stream." So, you know, I I didn't I didn't I wasn't really f- too familiar with the guy. I mean, I know that you know he's got connections with you and you guys do things, but just on social media, I didn't realize who he was. And he's like, "You know, do you want to be a part of this alien stream?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, sure." And how I thought he was talking about like a watch, like we're going to watch the movies and. <laughs> I had no idea so you know so i kind of prematurely agreed to this and then he's like talking to me about it and i'm like uh, okay all right you know and I've, I've been honest with him i told him i'm i can't you know for one i can't fucking act so that'll be amazing and i it's it's i don't i'm nervous i'm gonna be way out of my element and that doesn't usually happen you guys don't get to see that kind of vulnerability so i highly suggest checking it out <laughs> for that alone yes for that alone for for you will be very vulnerable but no it's not you know i when they asked me to do the first one um i mean all i knew about it was that we were playing D fifth edition which i was familiar with but we were incorporating like 
sex rules right so that like if you know if, if, a, if an alpha is going to fucking work like how is it going to play out like what kind of d- dice do you have to roll for it and i mean i didn't know any of these people and i didn't know what i was going to have to do like i was like i didn't want to embarrass myself i didn't want to do anything i was gonna be ashamed of yeah. if you could imagine such a thing um and none of that happened i i had every worst case scenario in my head nothing even remotely close happened and you got to remember, like, you know, you're going to be game with, like, five other people. Right. And if you aren't always the center of attention, like, you'll learn to enjoy those moments where you step up to the plate and you do have to kind of perform. Because there is, there's an element of performance to it. But it's no different than, like, when I don't talk and you talk and you got the mic and you're doing your thing on this. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's, it's just kind of that, like if there's a flow to it, you're not always the center of attention. You don't always have to say something. You don't always have to do something. You let the other people play and you guys are all playing a game together and it's like playing Monopoly. Everyone kind of takes their turn. You go around in a circle and you know, I think you'll have a good time. I figure one or one of two things will happen. Either a, um, I'll, I'll I'll really enjoy it. I'll have a great time. You know, I'll, I'll be able to keep up with the flow of things, you know, or, or B I'm going to hate it and I'm going to fail and I'm never going to do it again. So (laughs) (laughs) there's no way to fail. You got to look at it like that. There's no way to fail. And cause like I said, it's a, it's a really new game that there's a lot of excitement around just based on the the property that it's licensed off of. Um, No one really knows how to play it. And like everything is, nothing's that complicated like everyone acts like D is this all this like super complicated like goblins with math like only nerds know how to play because they remember all the rules i don't remember all the fucking rules you just do it and like jc's a really good um game master so that i think you'll do fine you know i'm i'm i actually am very much looking forward to do you have a date for that yet have they said anything uh yeah it's gonna be uh not not this coming sunday but the sunday after so i'm today is 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 monday the 15th so almost uh two weeks Uh, no i'm sorry i'm sorry it's wednesday the 17th and (laughs) yes that's right (laughs) sorry guys you you guys are doing this on the 28th right i guess so yeah 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 if that's if that's that next sunday yeah so um and it'll run for a couple of weeks and it'll it sounds like it's going to be every other weekend so oh very cool <laughs> oh no i don't know i don't know what that means but <laughs> i didn't know it was i didn't know it was a mold no because i mean like me and me and jc talk but like i don't we don't talk about everything yeah um, i mean that's what he made it sound like it would be uh you know uh every other week thing for the next you know three i think it was like three to four weeks and so you know i'm i'm here for it i mean i'm doing it i'm I'm not really saying no to much right now so if you guys want to book me for shit now's the time to do it because i'm just <laughs> i'm everywhere <laughs> you know here it, it doesn't matter how bizarre it is i just did a um podcast actually uh last week and it, it'll be coming out, it hasn't come out yet but it'll be coming out soon where we talked about um the masterpiece that is thanks killing and um so i just i've got so i've been like i said i've been doing everything i've got so much variety all over right now um but you know you got to try things you got to see you know how things go and and what works for you so um you know i'm not going anywhere obviously i mean my my job is you know i'm a 40 investigator so um and then of course you know this you know our show is number one so you know in my priorities but um but i'm definitely trying things out so i mean if you guys have some uh some layover in your interest i mean i've got plenty of stuff going on so (laughs) very cool 
but yeah so uh anyway um and just i i've been doing so much your best bet is just follow me on social medias again links in the descriptions and you know if you don't already um you know to kind of see the variety and get stuff there's just there's too much to list right now but as of this moment i'm i'm just kind of uh you know winging it and seeing what happens but on the show um i wanted to kind of talk about for a minute that uh there are active um cattle mutilations happening right now in oregon oh i didn't know that yeah yeah and uh you know what do you uh what's your take on cattle mutilations there dr x oh boy um you know i think that my understanding of them what when i was first introduced to them it was always the cattle mutilations that were, uh, they would find these cattle and they would be almost, you know, surgically mutilated using, uh, you know, cauter- cauterized wounds, uh, precision uh, cutting, no blood on the scene, right? That type of thing. And with organs harvested and uh, corpses blood dry, you know? Um, and I think when, when that, scenario was presented to me as a kid i think immediately you don't even question that it's got to be something supernatural it's got to be aliens or something right uh because everything else would leave viscera and like you know a mess behind and uh i think now the term cattle mutilation has grown to grown to like incorporate more than just those surgical bizarre type of uh remains being found mm-hmm you know what I mean? And now I think that, like, you know, it, it depends on what we're talking about. What's the stuff in Oregon like? Well, basically that. Um, so they're, you know, they're missing uh, uh, tongues, eyes, and, and genitals um, surgically, it appears. Right. So, uh, you know, that's what they're... Now, Oregon, the, the interesting thing is that Oregon seems to be the state with the most cattle mutilations. I mean, they had a big string of them in the 70s. And... Um, you know, so that's that's very interesting that for some reason they, they tend to get more. And of course, these are, um, you know, these are typically, you know, food, food cattle. I don't know what they're you know, cattle, I guess they're called. <laughs> they're used for meats. And, um, you know, but they're in they're It's not like they're, you know, on the edge of the city. I mean, they're in pretty remote locations where, you know, people aren't just walking up and, you know, able to access these animals. I mean, they got to kind of, uh, you know, go a little distance to get to them. So. Um, you know, but, but it is interesting. There's some theories out there that, um, you know, obviously these could be aliens and that, you know, the, and, and the government has gotten involved in uh, conducting investigations. But some of the theories is that um, the aliens are doing this to mess with the food supply somehow. I don't really understand how that works because they're not using these mutilated cattle for food once this happens. I don't think they can. Mm-hmm. you know so i don't oh, I, don't I certainly wouldn't need it <laughs> no right who would i mean that's i'm i'll i'll pass thank you <laughs> even if it's just you know uh natural causes animals are you know attacking them or like i don't want to risk getting fucking rabies from you know i, I don't eat right. cow anyway but if i did i i definitely wouldn't eat one that's been mutilated by an unknown source i mean <laughs> no thanks so i don't know but it, you know it's kind of interesting it's kind of like a, a throwback you know to the, we, we always kind of talk about you know how uh how alien encounters and such have kind of progressed throughout the years and how you really don't hear about cattle, cattle mutilation anymore but it's no. still very alive i mean and 
not just that, I mean, there's other instances just around the world of different, you know, animals being attacked or, you know, what have you. I mean, maybe we'll we'll cover it one day in, in one of our episodes, but... Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad one. I mean, I'm just looking at it now, and you're right. There's been, over the past year, it seems, there's been a lot of different uh, incidents in Oregon, uh, Kansas, too. And um, you're right. I mean, it, it kind of, it's one of those things that defies, like, logical explanation because what, I mean, number one, obviously, like, you look at, like, you know, the the specifics of the crime scene sure. and the fact that, you know, these things are happens in the middle of the night and, you know, like I said, there's no blood and it's very surgical, but what, who, why would you, if you had the technology to do that, what are you harvesting that that's your only means of going about getting it? You know yeah, what I mean? Like I it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, is it, what is it about the, the, eyes and the tongue and the genitals and the blood that's so valuable you know that can't be gotten anywhere else is it i don't know you know? Uh, yeah i agree with that i mean what you know it, and it is it does tend to be those soft bits so it is like the eyes the tongues or you know inside of the mouth and and the genitals and, and rectum area now you know those areas i mean i don't know if maybe this has something to do with it um but those areas tend to be you know when when you die when you die in the middle of the woods somewhere those are the first things to decompose your 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 soft bits right and so um and we did a whole episode on on death back when it was ivy and i doing the show um so i'm pretty sure we covered you know decomp and things like that but anyway um so those are the first things to go now maybe now these things are found you know within 24 hours so you're not going to have you know significant surgical precision decomposition and within 24 hours but maybe whatever species it is that's coming down here and taking those things i mean maybe they're taking them as a sample and thinking that oh you know they'll just assume that this was natural causes and decomposition maybe they don't understand how our decomp works but you know that would be pretty kind of stupid of them not to realize and maybe it's their own type of cover-up um it is weird it is it is yeah. Well, you would think if you were smart enough to build a, a UFO that you wouldn't get confused about what we would think, uh, what we would write off as natural causes. Right. Right. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? like, right. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, we don't know. I mean, it's not like we can ask them. I mean, let's stay. Right. There's a lot of variables. Yeah. Of so, I mean, who knows, you know, and, and, you know, when it comes to maybe natural things that could potentially happen, you know, some people say that like scavengers will go also for the soft bits because that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah that if, if it, if it were to happen and you look at, you know, in nature where an animal was killed by another animal, that's usually what the, what they eat out first because it is the easiest to get to. Right. But how, I mean, and I, I could buy that maybe once or twice with them having, some type of mistaken surgical precision, but over and over and over again, something's going on, I think, you know? <laughs> well, are we sure that we don't have the technology to do these? Like, what if, why would we, it's almost, it almost seems like they're, maybe it is them harvesting meat for, to feed like a, a third party or something, right? Maybe they have like, you know, they ride around on giant fucking chupacabra, and this is the way that they they get like the food for them is by cutting up these cows, but they're just going for the lips and assholes because they're making hot dogs <laughs> or something. 
<laughs> you know. I mean, I could see them taking, you know, reproductive organs. That makes sense, right? I could see them taking, um, you know, bits of of the, um, you know, intestinal tract and things like that. That you know, that makes sense. Why the eyeballs? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe their eyeballs are different from ours. It's just, but even then, I can't even say it's different from ours because they're, they're cows. They're not people. So <laughs> I'm not sure what the obsession is with the cattle, um, but we do eat them. And I don't know. I mean, maybe they just take them as, you know, some type of samples to figure out why we eat them. Maybe they're confused as, you know, because cows are, you know, most people makes up a lot of people's diet. Um, sure. You know, or maybe and, it's. It, they're herd animals and maybe those are the ones that we you know because cattle are like you know i don't know they're t- if you look at like what a cow actually the value of it i mean it's a couple thousand dollars they're not they're real expensive you know yeah. what i mean so maybe it's just this is something that does happen throughout nature but these are the ones that pop up on our radar first because it's some rancher that just lost fifty thousand dollars in a night you know what I mean? And he's pissed well, about it and he goes to the cop. I mean, if it was a bunch of like random wolves in the forest, you might not notice and, and other predators might come along and eat the carcasses before a human actually stumbles upon it. But when it happens in someone's grazing land in Wyoming or Oregon, you yeah. know, you're going to you're gonna realize the next night when you go check out, see what your 50 grand is doing and then you see that it's all cut up, you know? Well, that's true. I mean, that's a good point. And well, and I mean, these instances do happen with... um with pets and you know they do happen with other animals it's just that they're not really reported on as much i don't think and if they are typically they're associated with like the chupacabra or you know even dogmen or you know bigfoot even and um so people don't immediately go to aliens for some reason whenever it's it's cattle mutilation they go to they go to aliens and then of course you know if they're taking plant samples as well it's not like people are out there like oh who's been messing in my corn you know that doesn't (laughs) (laughs) you know my rose bush yeah. <laughs> right. No well, there, that, so. when I did a Google when I did a Google search when you brought this up, there is a uh, there is a video on YouTube from earlier this year of uh, um they they had a, a someone had a video of a UFO and then uh, they found cattle mutilations in the same area the next day. Wow! So that's pretty Google good. Well, that. link, link me that video and I'll I'll share it for everybody. Oh, I gotta go find it again. Well, see, you can't you can't talk about how you got videos, <laughs> Pat, and then you... this would be a good this would be a good topic for an entire show. Though it would, yeah. I mean, there's there's so much to it, and this is just on a whim off of an article I happened to read this week. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and no, there's a, a lot one. to it. So, but no, I think I think it would I think it would definitely make a good show topic. I think you guys would like to hear it, and we definitely like obviously we like to talk about it. So yeah, good call. <laughs> So anyway, um, getting back into uh, the more theme of things, um, while you're listening to this, it's it's St. Patrick's Day, or it might have already been St. Patrick's Day. Maybe you don't listen to us until the weekend, but um, we're going to say it's St. Patrick's Day. So happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> you got any big uh, St. Patty's uh, plans? I don't know. I don't do shit for that day. <laughs> Fuck that you, day. You, you don't usually do anything for it? No, I, well, usually it's like in the middle of the week, you know, like this week it's on a Wednesday or this year it's on a Wednesday and, and I, uh, you know, bars are crowded and stuff where, where I grew up, we had a, um, Southside Irish parade that was all up and down Western Avenue, which is the street that I grew up right off of as a kid. And it, and it, it 
turned my neighborhood into Mardi Gras every year because the neighborhood I grew up in on the south side of Chicago had a predominantly Irish population. And not only that, but people would come from out of town and, and from the north side of the city and everywhere for this thing. And they finally ended up having to shut it down because it got it was you, it was drawing like half a million people into this small neighborhood on the south side of Chicago. And when you have that many people openly drinking alcohol in the middle of the day, then by nightfall you have you know even if it's a tenth of that, fine. You have fifty thousand people passing out drunken alleys and pissing on people's like you know (laughs) aluminum siding and like just everything everywhere and uh the city stepped in and they canceled the parade for a couple years just to let the hubbub die down and then they kind of brought it back and you know it was supposed to be canceled this year but surprise surprise uh there was a very small one um up and down western just just this weekend oh. so yeah usually usually it's the weekend before saint patrick's day yeah uh is, is it would be the sunday before saint patrick's day is when we had the south side parade the downtown parade i've never been to in my whole entire life um it, it, and that's where they dye the river green and and they shot part of it for the fugitive um oh i never bothered with that one because i always lived on the south side one so why would i bother going downtown but yeah, St. Patrick's Day is a very big thing here in the city of Chicago. And outside of the Southside Parade, I never really gave a shit. You know? <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I just, it's, you know, for me, I, you know, I'll be the first one to admit that it's a drinking holiday. So, uh, right. You know, that's that's all I've done this year. I don't plan on doing anything, um, which happens. It's one of those holidays. You know, I can I can give or take, you know, Halloween. I'm going to have a Halloween party. It's going to happen every year. It's just sure. the way it is. New Year's Eve. I'm you know, it's 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 pretty likely that that I'm going to get I'm going to get wasted or or open up a, a video chat room. Apparently is the new tradition. <laughs> that was um, a good time. <laughs> was it was fun <laughs> i was i was covid quarantined during this last new year so whatever go figures right um but yeah so, <laughs> so but st patrick's day i mean like i said I, I can give or take my best friend really gets into it and um you know usually I'm, I'm her partner in crime with it all but but i think this year i'm just gonna not do anything i might dress up and and take some pictures because i know how much you guys like to look at me so oh that's that's the part that i find the least appetizing is the chicks that were like green stickers on their faces and why the green marty bob because it's just as someone that is you know uh i I don't say i'm actually irish because i was born in america but like of someone of irish descent with the name patrick uh it just feels so fucking overdone you know what i mean and like irish culture is just it's it's so hit or miss for me like yeah there's some good authors and there's some good bands but the food's shitty you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like it's like what are you going to make corned beef and cabbage? Like, you know that that's literally it. You're not we're going to make like meat pies or I don't even know what else Irish people eat like boiled potatoes. Um, it's just kind of like it, it, there's nothing crazy about the food or maybe I maybe I just grew up so much with it that like it it's it it doesn't have any weight to me anymore. It's just yeah, like, it's not special. Yeah, it's just like oh, that's you're pretending to be Irish like why you could be irish and i wouldn't know and none of us would know like you know like irish and like celtic culture is 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 pretty much the only culture that white people have even if they aren't irish (laughs) most white people seem to really like take on this this role a lot 
Um, and, and I don't, I don't know why that is. Uh, maybe it's just because, um, dude, I don't know. I have no, you know, I have no idea, but a lot of white people are like, oh, I'm Irish. And, you know, I'm, I'm, well, they, so they make it cool and they, they say I'm Celtic, which, which I'm not invalidating, you know, Celtic culture at all. Um, but, but a lot of people put claim on it. Just like the, you know, you'll know that one white girl who's, great grandmother on her father's side from you know 200 years ago was a you know navajo princess or something and it's <laughs> and it's horrible i mean honestly but that but that's kind of what it's become anymore and so you know cultural course, appropriation it, it is <laughs> that's it is, what it right? is yeah that's what it is right and so you know now that's you know every saint patrick's day that's what you have suddenly everybody's fucking irish on saint patrick's day you know so <laughs> Right. And it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't celebrate it for the right reasons. I, you know, I, I don't I did not even know anything even for this episode. I did not research St. Patrick's Day. I have no idea why we celebrate it. I celebrate it to get drunk. It's an excuse to get drunk. And I'll be honest about that. So, oh, I know he was the uh, he was a I, actually an Italian saint that uh he was well italian born but he came to ireland to convert the pagans to catholicism and was um was they said he he, he chased the snakes from ireland and that was i know that's what he was known for yeah but the snakes were basically it was a, a you know a metaphor for the pagan religions of so the, God, so I people. shouldn't celebrate it at, being a witch. Like I, I shouldn't celebrate this dude at all, should I? No, you should not. No, <laughs> absolutely not. It shows how much I know about religion and things. Um, I, I just, I just do my own thing. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, that's really funny. No, I had no idea. Um, you know, like I said, I just if there's a reason to to party, I'm there. So that's <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I'm the same way. You know what I mean? Like when the Cubs won the World Series, I was out at the bars drinking. Like I probably watched more cubs baseball in those two weeks than i have in my entire life before Ever, or since yeah. but i mean i know when there's a good party afoot you know right right <laughs> you know? Yes, but yeah. it, it's like that it's an excuse for people to go out which i don't i don't necessarily shit on um but i think as far as when i when you talk about like i guess the uh i don't know the uh just the aesthetic of it all um it doesn't do anything for me like i wish if there was like a slutty italian girl holiday i think i'd be more all about that christopher columbus day you know what i mean or cinco de mayo you know i'd rather see that oh, oh <laughs> god pat you're, you're a supporter of christopher columbus day that's not good well i think you know if it gets the italian girls out there and their big hair and uh <laughs> drink, drinking at noon i don't know if drinking you knew, but I'm, I'm mostly italian actually drinking at noon you know what i mean i'd be all Maybe that's that. why I, that, that's why i like drinking holidays i just like to drink that's... there's a there's a really funny uh are you familiar with the onion yeah okay there's a really funny like fake news clip about hurricane ashley okay. making landfall the cinco de mayo at 4 p.m and it's this wasted white girl and a sombrero like ordering ordering margaritas at a bar and doing shots of tequila and shit and but they're treating it like it's a weather report you know what i mean like hurricane ashley due to make landfall and like you know she was last seen crying on the curb you know screaming into her cell phone at her boyfriend josh you know for doing this again you know? but whatever that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty goddamn funny yeah. no I, i'm a good drunk i'm a fun drunk i don't get I, i'm not i don't get 
you know, violent or actually most people I have like no tell when I'm drunk. They're like, you know, the only reason why they know I'm drunk is because I remind you about every 10 minutes of how drunk I am. But <laughs> other than that, right. other than that, you really can't tell. And so, uh, you know, I, I pride myself on that. Whereas like my, my best friend, she, she gets drunk and she gets downright belligerent. And it's like, man, someone we would end up putting her ass to bed because she gets violent. And it's like, why do people, why would you, you know, why would you drink to that point? If you knew that you weren't a fun drunk, like don't do that shit to your friends, please. And thank you. Um, that's my PSA for, for, uh, for this St. Patrick's day. Don't do that shit to your friends. <laughs> they love you. They don't want to have to kick your ass while you're drunk. So, <laughs> but you know, on that note, um, history is not, my strong suit i'll say that um but we're definitely going to get into some historical things i'm not really um too too well versed you know a lot of the stuff that i do um you know i do have to track back accounts and, and things like that being an, inve an investigator um to kind of trace some of these things but for the most part um if i spent all of my time learning about all of this culture i, I would never have time to actually further my research, right? I'd never actually have time to get anything um, productive done going forward. And that's my goal is to, you know, change people's minds going forward. Now, sometimes, you know, that means that I have to, you know, show proof and show accounts of things. And that's fine. Um, but for the most part, I don't sit around. I'm not into the ancient aliens shit. You know, I'm just not it just it's it's all pretty boring to me. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, but that's, that's usually what I have Anne for, but you know, th uh, this week we're definitely going to talk about some, um, some, you know, kind of folklore and, and mysteries and things from, you know, Irish and, and Celtic culture. So, and, and I did learn a couple of things that I didn't really know about before, but, um, mm. I want to get into my favorite because I've been so excited to tell, um, Dr. X specifically about the story. And I, I'm, I just can't wait. It's hilarious to me. So, and <laughs> Which, you know, I'm sure you've you've seen the video, I'll, and I'll link the video for everybody. In 2006, in, um, let me pull my notes up here, in Mobile, Alabama, um, there was a big ruckus in the town. A lot of people in the neighborhood claimed that they saw a leprechaun in a tree in the neighborhood, right? Okay. A lot of people said this. Did you watch the uh, the news report video that I sent you? Mm -hmm. I don't think you sent me one. Oh, uh, maybe I didn't. Maybe I just assumed that you knew what I was talking about. But no, because you told me not to research it because you wanted my reaction. Uh, you're, you know what? You're probably right. So thank you. Um, so you know, after after this episode, go watch it. Um, and then, like I said, I'll link it for everybody here if you haven't seen it. Um, but you know, they they did a news report on it locally, and you know, the whole town—it's it, just so ridiculous. The whole town was going crazy about it. Um, you know, the one lady was, was on the news saying, it, you know, it, it's probably just a crackhead. And, you know, somebody did this fucking crude sketch drawing. I mean, the, the drawing is awful. Um, but it's known as the, as the Crichton leprechaun. And then there's this guy in the, in the news report who says that he has this leprechaun flute that's been passed down to him hundreds of years through his family. And he's, he's going to catch the leprechaun. It's all just, it's really ridiculous. Right. But that doesn't invalidate the fact that these people all saw the leprechaun in this tree, right? A lot of people saw it. And so <laughs> it was a big mystery. Now, this video, um, this news report gets out and somebody took it upon themselves to uh, take the video and post it to YouTube. And this was 2006. I don't know if you guys remember what YouTube was like in 2006, but it's far from like, you know, how it was now. 
this was one one of the first viral videos on YouTube was was this okay. leprechaun story. So, um, you know, it kind of has some some social media, you know, um, you know, uh, not references, but like. So did they ever find it? Changes. So, yes, they did. So, um, you know, going forward, because it got so big and it got so much attention, um, these guys from that had a, a, a daytime radio show in Dallas uh, called The Bob and Dan Show. Um, they decided to go on an investigation and try to figure out the mystery of, of this leprechaun, right? So they go to the town and they went and this was 2014 and they're asking people about it. And the people there are, and and there's, there's a video of them doing their investigation. I'll share that too. Um, the people there are telling them, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, that was the leprechaun. That was just midget Sean. Midget Sean was the leprechaun. And they're like, what? So there's this guy in the neighborhood that people call Midget Sean, who who is a midget. And um, so they they track the guy down. They find Midget Sean and they talk to him. And he says, yeah, that was me. Um, it was it was St. Patrick's Day. I thought that it would be funny if I dressed up as a leprechaun and, and climbed up in the tree. So. <laughs> <laughs> so they did. They they found the Crichton leprechaun um, and, and it was it was Midget Sean. So it's it, but it's a very wholesome story. I mean, the whole thing is just, you know, from start to finish, it's it's a great ride. But, you know, like I said, I'll definitely, you know, post all the links for you guys. You can watch it. But, yeah, they, they had a leprechaun in there. <laughs> I I uh, remember being terrified of the Leprechaun movies when they came out. I think the first one came out when I was still in grammar school, and it it ruined. I I can't imagine when you say Leprechaun, I can't think of anything else but Warwick Davis and, Gen- <laughs> and Jennifer Aniston in uh, <laughs> in those movies. Like I don't. Um, I I. I I think that I, I don't I don't have it doesn't that word does not have a positive connotation. Not that it ever really did, but I mean Did you see that awful uh Leprechaun Origins movie? You know what? I probably did. I think I've seen all of them. Um It's 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 really I mean it came out like like two or three years ago. I think it's very new. Yeah. And, yeah, it um, was it was trying to it was a reboot. It was it was why he was in the house or something, right? It yeah, was, and you know what? It wasn't well, no, they I think they actually they were in they were they were like at the Blarney Stone, I think, and and they they worked that into it, these these kids. And and it wasn't Warwick Davis, it was it was someone else and um right. it was actually scary. I mean, it was it was made to be scary. Now, of course, it was bad. Um, but I think the reason why it was so bad, and I think you know, it's, this happens with a lot of reboots and remakes, is that you know, it's not the same Leprechaun, and so you know, people, I think people judged it harshly based on that. I know I did. I mean, you know, the the Leprechaun itself in that movie was like legitimately scary, you know, compared to Warwick Davis, who was who was funny. You know, I mean, yes, as a kid, he's pretty horrifying, but but he's but you know, as an adult, he's he's cheesy and he's yeah, you know, he's he's got one these one great one liners and you know, he's just kind of a joke villain and um, you know, but this one in the origins, I don't even think the one in the origins talked. I think it was just like a creature. I don't remember for sure, but. Um, but yeah, no, that was, that's kind of funny that you mentioned that because I, that's what, you know, that was my experience with the Leprechaun movies when I was a kid. I was that I was really scared of them. I remember a scene specifically, um, when I was a kid, I had fucked up parents where like th- this dude is being like lured by, and I don't remember which one, which movie it is, it's in, but this dude's being lured by some girl and he goes to like put his face in her boobs and but she's actually not a girl she's a lawnmower and he gets his face lawnmowered off do you remember oh that 
No, I'm glad I didn't see that as a kid. It would have completely. <laughs> like, he, like the leprechaun's like making him hallucinate or something that this lawnmower is is a lady, and it's not. It's it's a lawnmower. <laughs> Jesus, that's that's pretty inventive because those two do not share any common characteristics no, at all. It definitely wasn't the first movie. So, I'll, like this year, I will watch. Maybe I'll fucking watch all of them. I don't know. I'm not doing anything on Wednesday. Um, but but I'll definitely watch the first one. I like the first Leprechaun movie. I really do. Um, I don't. Oh, someone else likes the Leprechaun movie too. I I hear. Oh, um, don't get me started on these fucking things. It's, it's okay. <laughs> but Go yeah, on. so you know, I'll probably I'll, I'll probably watch all the movies. Um, you know, this year maybe maybe I'll do that and I'll tell you exactly where that lawnmower scene is because I mean now as an adult like that sounds awesome right I mean but as a kid no that was horrifying I was like well it's definitely not Leprechaun in space and you're right it's not the yeah. first one and I think it's it not Origins it might have been the second one it wasn't I think uh the or one of the one. hood movies because there was two hood movies it wasn't the one of the hood movies I think it was the second one yeah I don't remember what that one was but and it wasn't the Vegas one so. Oh, I forgot about the Vegas one. Um, If I could, while we're on the subject of St. Patrick's Day themed horror movies, if I can make a recommendation to our audience out there, and I believe, I I believe this is on Amazon Prime. I think that it's free, but you might have to rent it. But I know it's definitely on there. Rawhead Rex, which oh, I've never seen that one. Oh, so it's a movie that uh, anybody that has seen it immediately, their mind went to one scene when they heard me say the, the, the name of the uh, movie, Rawhead Rex, Rawhead Rex. It's a Clive Barker. It was based on a Clive Barker short story. So it was during the Clive Barker, uh, you know, explosion of the uh, mid eighties when they were making the Hellraisers and the night breeds and all that other shit. And Rawhead Rex is about like an uh, American, um, anthropologist that goes to Ireland with his family back to his like ancestral home to do i don't know research on something and like there's someone's like mowing a lawn and they hit this rock and the rock is like covering this hole where rawhead rex lives right and rawhead rex comes out and it's this giant monster and it was this old pagan god that like the the uh the druids worshipped back in the day okay and it's kind of, it, it, I'm sure that the, I've never read the short story. Okay. So, but the kind of subtext is all about raw heterics awakening in modern day Ireland, where there's a lot of, you know, and in the eighties, there was in the, the throes of the, the troubles where you had the Catholics and the Protestants fighting over yeah. different sects of Christianity, which is absolutely ridiculous. But, um, uh, raw heterics being the native religion to Ireland, which was this Druid shit. So, um he's kind of like their pagan god the pagan god the original pagan god of ireland and there's a scene where he he uh there's like a local priest that he entrances and he pisses on him in his face and there's this scene where the priest is like saying yes bless me father like you know you know (laughs) benedict me with your it's really crazy and (laughs) you can find that scene on youtube because i've busted that out and like sent it to people as a joke because anytime any now once you've seen rawhead rex like there's a bunch of other scenes in the movie there's a bunch of kills the monster itself is has this great rubbery mask that's like covered in like corn syrup so it's all slimy and these weird googly eyes but everyone always remembers that scene of rawhead rex pulling his fucking hog out and pissing on this priest i'm gonna watch it because of that oh yes 
I'm not going to, you know what? I'm going to get the full experience. I'm not going to cut it short and go straight to the YouTube video. I'll watch it. I'll watch the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good ride. And it was something that like used to, used to play on, um, so not like channel, it was channel 50 here in Chicago, but it's like, you know, you have like ABC, NBC, CBS, and then you have like those UHF channels and channel 50 was the one that would just show like any kind of crap like any horror movies all day long saturday and sunday would just be movies like back to back and it would just be anything they could get the rights for and some of them were edited for tv but they were never really edited that good so like that's like there was probably gore and like violent kills that were edited around for the broadcast version but like that scene somehow made it intact for my young mind to know exactly what was going on And me just being like, holy shit. And that movie never got like a proper DVD release. I had to hunt down the VHF, which I own, the VHS tape. It's upstairs in my closet right now. Um, I don't have a VCR anymore, but I have my VHS copy of Rawhead Rocks. And I would say if you're, and it's Clive Barker, who I he might have been Irish. I probably should have looked that up before the show. But uh, at least is a uh, British author. And um, I would say that's probably my favorite uh, Irish-centric horror movie. Okay. Well, yeah, so, I'll def- I will definitely – it will be something that I haven't seen. So Yeah. And like I said, I saw, I was going to recommend that we watch it. And then I was like, oh, I can't watch this with my kid. But it's like uh, – it, it's on Amazon. So wow. you check it out. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. Well, that's a really good uh, suggestion there, Pat. I mean, Dr. X, God damn it. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> okay. so good. <laughs> Dude, all of the Morkborg promos for this this Thursday have my have my slave name on it, first and last. <laughs> I might as well have my social security number, my fucking address on the flyer too. Like it is all there. I'll, I'll post it in the description for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I messaged him. I messaged him, and I was like, "Hey, just so you know, moving forward, like don't use my full name because he doesn't use his full name on anything. Yeah. His name isn't J C. Yeah, J A Y space." C-E-E. He's using a fucking fake name. So I was like, I was like, hey, just, you know, I'm not really using my full name on stuff anymore. Uh, you know, you don't have to change anything, but just moving forward, you know, don't do not do that. You know, oh, okay, no problem. And then, like, and that was, like, this weekend that I sent him that message. Every day since then, he's posted that flyer on one of his different social media accounts. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> which, like, whatever, man. Who cares? It's all good. We're all friends I mean, here. It, it, Eventually, it'll get worked out, and everybody will stop. will stop calling you by your. Every story. everyone on the internet's your friend. No one's gonna use any information against you later on. You know, it's probably fine. not. Not people. We're I don't think people that that listen to our show does. I think we got we got a pretty awesome audience. So, that, oh, know, I agree. If I do I say agree. so myself. So, but you know, we'll get there. So anyway, on to the more you know. Now that you know about the Crichton Leprechaun and and our uh, hot takes on the uh, Leprechaun films, um, let's get into some some spooky stuff. You want to talk about some spooky stuff? sure let's get into it what, what what do we want to talk about first um how, i mean how about we go into uh the banshee you want to talk about the, the banshee a little bit yes what do you like, know about the band do you know much about banshees <laughs> that terrible student film that i made for that chicken marine you- <laughs> see i wasn't gonna say anything <laughs> oh my god did you watch that of course i did oh my god but you know what I mean, they should have put me in director's jail for that no it's you know whatever do you want um, me to should I should I link it? 
Maybe you know what? Maybe when we start a Patreon, we'll put it up on the Patreon for people. Oh my god, yes. That that would be so funny. See, see the most embarrassing movie that I ever shot. It's not good, the- right? It's <laughs> Oh, wow. You know what, though? What's so great about that is that movie is terrible, but it makes you realize where bad movies come from because somebody had a script, somebody that was cute, had a terrible idea for a movie, and somebody that thought that person was cute didn't tell them no. Yeah. And then terrible movies just get made. Um, but yeah, it was it was based on – did you ever watch the Teen Wolf TV show? Um, I, I, I A little bit, but not. I don't think I ever got into it. So that was one of those things that, like, I always thought was really stupid at the time, but kind of like Twilight or anything else. If it gets people into the paranormal, you know, how bad could it really be? I don't think it was detrimental to anybody. But I guess that Teen Wolf TV show had, like, it was like a, a high school soap opera type show but instead of there just being the titular teen wolf there was also all the supporting characters were weird monsters as well and there was a banshee on that show which was her introduction to the banshee yeah that screams out like and you hear the banshee scream whenever right. something right right right, right. Is gonna happen. yeah i mean i mean that's a lot of people you know a lot of people um get the banshee from you know, not not actual folklore, but from media. I mean, it's a very you know popular thing. And there are some. Um, if you go on the internet, you will find some videos of of alleged uh, banshee encounters. You know, who knows? Really, you will. Yeah, you will. Um, now, that's a very easy one to fake. A lot of people don't actually see the banshee. Um, it's just a scream that you hear most of the time. Yes, um, it is. So I. Um, I won't, you know, so I've got, I got a project that I've talked about in the past on this show. I don't think I've ever talked about it with you, Pat. I don't know why I'll send you the videos, but um, I I have this thing I've been investigating that I like to call the sky dragon. And um, uh, Mm -hmm. because it, there's pictures of it in the sky. It looks like a, it's like dragon shaped um, that made a lot of these peculiar noises in Texas um, last year. And uh, what people were finding was that, you know, which, which it, it kind of had this, scream um but then it followed it up with the strange noise that kind of sounded you know it, it definitely sounded like an animal of some sort and it was just it was a very interesting um occurrence a lot of people in that town said that the scream was coming from a pipe um that was located on a specific building now i've actually interviewed people um that work in that building and they say that actually it doesn't come from their building so <laughs> Um, but you know, maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll make a whole video on, on the sky dragon. Um, so there, there is, you know, there are these, these banshee screams around. Um, now what that means is when you hear a banshee scream, um, you're not typically in immediate danger, but it is a type of omen for, for death, um, for, you know, a family member, a loved one, something like that. And, um, you know, some people have claimed to see the Banshee and the Banshee is typically described as like an old hag. Um, but Banshees are a type of fae. And I, I didn't I didn't know that until recently. Um, I, I will be recording another episode today that will also come out Wednesday where we where I talk with V from Life Paranormal with V about Fay. Um, so you'll you can hear more in depth about, you know, banshees and things like that over there. Um, but you know, for now, um, yeah, they're they're a type of fae and they're not harmful to you. And it's not their fault that your family member dies or whatever. 
um, they're just warning you that it's going to happen. It's kind of an imminent an imminent death thing. So um, I don't know, Pat, what do you think about? Oh, God damn that I did it again. What do you, what do you, <laughs> what do you think about uh, Faye? I mean, do you know much about Faye folk? Uh, I know that they were another expansion of the Vampire Masquerade gaming uh, yeah. franchise. Yeah. There was vampires <laughs> and then werewolves and then Faye. Um, yeah, I know that the the girls that didn't think that they were vampires thought they were Faye, and they were usually the more petite ones. Um, <laughs> kind of more <laughs> little <laughs> pixie-ish, manic pixie dream girls. Yeah, uh, you know, you had you had the. Anyway, um, do, you, do you think Faye, do you think Faye are a possibility, or do you think it's a it's like a folk, more of just a folk tale where you know to explain common occurrences? So back when back when I was doing my uh, deep dive into my own abduction experiences, alien abduction experiences, back in my early twenties, one of the uh, I, I was in contact with a researcher for a little bit, and um, and I think I talked about this way back when I when I we did that whole episode arc. Um, but they had said like, you know, the fact that I have Irish ancestry was intriguing to them because next to the native Americans, we have the richest folklore and kind of history of dealing with, um, like nature spirits, right. Yeah. Or right. dealing with, you know, and, and they specifically mentioned the Fae and that how that's such an intrinsic part of ancient Irish culture that through a certain, um, through a certain lens, it could be seen as uh, alien type stuff. Sure, you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, so that was the way I always looked at it. Like when you talk about leprechauns, when you talk about you know, uh, fae, that they could be part of the same family just through different cultural lenses because they're you know centuries apart. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I I agree with that. I mean, I think there's certainly something to to the fae. Um, you know, even when you look at like modern day occurrences, you know, people have these strange events. Um, the event we'll be talking about more in depth over on V show is about her personal experience with a tiny man in her home. And, you know, so we, we think that, that this is a type of fae that, that they're called brownies. Um, and they're usually responsible for, you know, your keys come up missing or, you know, you're in the other room and you hear the broom fall in the kitchen or, you know, little things like that. Um, so, I mean, but it's, you know, it's, they're so small, like these, these things that happen around you are so minuscule that you don't really, uh, most people don't take the time to, you know, stop and smell the roses on the regular basis. So it's just things that you don't really notice that affect your daily life. I mean, is it, is it coincidence or is it, is it fae folk? I mean, you know, what, <laughs> it just depends on what, what you believe in, I guess. Um, but you know, the, I think the Banshee is a good introduction into the fake and it's horrifying. The scream is horrifying. And you know, if, if you hear it, I mean, it's just, you know, there's nothing you can do. You don't have to run. You don't have to go look for it either. I probably wouldn't. Um, but I don't think there's ever been any reports of anybody. Well, I mean, there might be, but to my knowledge, I don't think there's been reports of people being attacked by a Banshee. So I don't think that they're dangerous. Um, you know, if you do think that those things exist now, um, on to the the next one that I want to talk about real quick, and it's it's kind of a very interesting occurrence here. Um, is the Dulahan? Do you know about the Dulahan? No. The Dulahan is basically where the headless horseman legend comes from. You know about the the headless horseman, yeah, right? Everybody yeah. Knows. 
So, you know, the Duohan is, is very horrifying. Um, you know, it's 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 a headless creature that, you know, and and of course this is there's different accounts, so you know, don't take strictly my word for it. Um, but it's it's a headless creature that, you know, rides um in a carriage. Usually the carriage is made up of like bones and um, you know, human parts and things like that, and it's pulled by a couple of horses. Um the Duohan is also oh, he uses a uh this is this is pretty metal. He uses a uh, human spine as a whip. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> the dual one. He's badass. Um, <laughs> now, he's also another um, harbinger of death, and so you know he's um, he's kind of like the Irish uh, Grim Reaper. I mean, his his point is to you know he's not really there to warn you about death. He's there to to cause death and take you with him. And so um, you know, it's a very interesting occurrence. Now. When I first started doing all of this and I and I started welcoming people <coughs> to come and share their experiences with me as an investigator, um, and I, I first started the podcast, I had a listener reach out, and I'm not sure if, if you're still listening to the show, but thank you if you are. Um, but I had a regioner, uh, a regioner, a listener reach out and um, tell me that they've actually seen the Duohan before. Now, I don't know... Um, you know what? I don't know exactly what that means. I'm not insanely well versed in this stuff because to me, this has always just been another folklore tale that doesn't have any type of actual science behind it. Um, of course, since then, my feelings on the on the matter have changed. So he shares this this experience with me. He emails it to me, and um, I was going to I was going to read that that experience for you oh, guys. Oh, by all means, yeah. Um, but the email is gone somehow. Isn't that uh, right? I know. So, you know, I don't have a way to back this story up. Um, if 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 the listener wants to email it to me again, that would be great. I would love to have it for you know my own research purposes. Um, but yes, the email itself. And then when I take my notes, I write everything down in, in notebooks. And when I take my notes, um, especially when it's like an emailed or you know, I'll take like screenshots of conversations and I'll I'll keep them or whatever. Um, you know, in my notes, I just write down the basics. I don't write down the entire experience. So maybe now I need to right. start doing that as a backup because I don't have this email now and I don't I don't know why. I don't know where it went. I have emails that are even older than that email that I have saved. This one is gone. Yeah, um, print them out and put them in a three-ring binder. So, you know what? Let me try this real quick because I did email that person back. Maybe if I check my sent folder, I could find well, just- it. Yeah, search all your inboxes. What's interesting to me just about this, so I didn't know anything about this. Uh, I guess you would call it a cryptid or something. You know, if it's not biological, it's not like it's like a ghost or something, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, it just depends on on what it is. I mean, it's definitely, I would say it's Fordian. Yeah, I think it's interesting that it, it utilizes a very specific type of technology. The fact that it does ride in a carriage. Now, that's not like, carriages aren't super modern. But they're not exactly ancient either, right? So that kind of ties the thing to a to a specific point in history, right? Yeah. And did it exist before the invention of carriages, or uh, or now that we live in a more modern era? Could the same entity manifest itself with a car or a motorcycle? You know what I mean? Like, could did it did it did it exist before the invention of the carriage and maybe it it you know what i mean like because that 
that ties it to a uh, at least a, a couple hundred year span. You know, so, so is I that did actually just find the occur? I did find it. Awesome. So I'll read that in a second. Anyway, continue what you're saying. No, 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 no. <laughs> Who gives a shit what I have to say? Let's hear what this guy has to say. <laughs> so, um, so I will. I will try to. Um, I kind of read ahead a little bit. I don't. I, I'm all about consent. I don't want to share people's identities and things like that. That's not my job. To well, do. then don't read his email address, but read everything else. Well, of course. So, so I'm getting into that. All right. So wait, 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 wait. What did you wait? Hold on. Hold on. Hold the fucking phone. Rewind. What did you just say about consent and people's identities? <laughs> I'm trying, Doctor X. I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue. Slack here. Continue. All right. So anyway, so this is somebody's, um, you know, which, of course, you know, take it with a grain of salt or, or take sure. it as serious if you want, because it's, you know, this is a, a, a personal account. and I can't tell you whether or not it's true or. Sure, sure, sure. All right. So he says, to start this off before this occurred, I just want to say that I was always a skeptic of the supernatural. I've always been the type to go into spooky and abandoned buildings, finding no evidence of anything paranormal, but always having fun and loving to read the usual scary stories, creepy stories and Irish mythology. Um, has always been an interest of mine, but I never thought stuff like this was truly real until this event happened. <clears throat> During the summer, my family and I would often, uh, I think it stay near a village on the coast of Ireland. We stayed in an area uh, called, called nearby, I guess that's what it is, overlooking said village in an area filled with various hills. I, I don't think they speak English. Um, this fairly secluded. Uh, this area was fairly secluded with only one bridge and a beach that's often flooded with water being the only entrance to it from the village. One night I couldn't sleep. So I decided to go for a walk around the area, staying on the road and going to the far side, which tended to be uphill. There weren't many clouds in the sky. So the dark road was quite, was quite dimly lit by the moonlight. I was walking along and was near the top of one particular hill when I began to hear the sound of loud galloping behind me. It was strange, like it was far away, but still loud enough that it almost seemed closer. That was when I saw it. At first, it almost just looked like a large black blob traveling along the road, going at a fast pace. The more it went up the steep hill, the more its shape became clear. It was a horse and a rider, both covered in darkness. The horse itself seemed large, seemingly covered in what looked like a thick smoke that seemed to cover any other details of it. But the rider on top was much more clear. At first, it looked as if whoever rode the horse was short, sitting unusually upright as if he stayed on top with ease until I noticed that it wasn't that. The man had no head. At this point, the horse and its rider were getting close, uh, closer and realizing this rider had no head, I naturally freaked the fuck out. Running along the road, I finally got to a curve with a bush to the side. As the galloping got louder and louder to the point where it felt like the horse was right behind me, I decided to go into the bush, taking cover there and looking through the branches to hopefully see whatever the fuck it was go past. As the creature went past, it was still going at a high speed before coming to a sudden stop, like it stopped at an invisible wall right in front of where the bush was. As I sat there terrified, not looking away, the upper body of the rider turned as if it was looking at me even without a head. The horse itself seemed to be per, uh, perfectly quiet, no sound or breathing coming coming from it, though the rider seemed to have a rather heavy breath from it. The shadowy smoke still surrounded both of them, making it impossible to truly see the creature, though the rider seemed to have a slim build and wearing tight clothes. The legs of the rider seemed to almost merge with the sides of its horse like they were one being. After about 20 or so seconds, the horse suddenly went galloping at the same speed like no acceleration had, had occurred. 
I guess he meant uh, stopping. <laughs> even though the, oh, no, 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 no. He just means it just took off. I get it. Uh, even though the sound of it traveling was loud, it seemed to stop instantly only a couple of seconds after it had started again. I stayed in the bush for a couple of minutes before sprinting back home. Uh, since this took place, I've never told anyone about it nor wrote it down. So some details are a bit hazy, <clears throat> but even though I was, I was a skeptic, I knew that what I experienced was no dream or an over overactive imagination. It had happened. I knew what a, a Dullahan was and it, and what it usually did, the weakness to gold it has, etc. But this seemed quite different from the usual stories I read about. I've done as much research as possible on it, trying to see any correlation to what I've seen. Very strange things have occurred since then around me, though I won't get into too many details about them. Blah, 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 blah. If you have questions, let me know. Um, I have not, I have had questions. I, I have reached out to this person and I have not gotten a response. I'm very interested about their occurrences later in life because yeah, yeah. when people have instances, typically, right, when you have instances of high strangeness, usually these these people, it doesn't just happen once. And I'm not saying that the same thing happens once, um, but but it continues. So I don't know. I'm a little worried. I hope that the reader, you know, that the listener is okay. Um, you know, of course, that's my big concern, but but that is the uh, the sighting that that I've I've you know reported. And that's the only Dulahan sighting I've had so far. Um, he does mention that it does uh, the Dulahan allegedly has a weakness to gold. So you yeah, that was going to be my question. Is is that whole thing? That's interesting. Usually it's yeah, silver or something. That right, it's yeah, it's like silver, but you know, instead it's gold. Um, so you know, that's why you should carry you know gold coin in your pocket. I mean, I guess that's why you know uh, maybe you know one of the one of the legends of, of gold and Irish folklore. I don't know. Um, but that's, that's what they say. It's weak to gold. Um, you know, he doesn't mention that he had gold or anything, uh, but you know, obviously he got away that one time. So I don't know. Um, but that's the, that's the Doohan sighting. That's awesome. <laughs> that's a world premiere guys. You've, you, you've yeah. never anywhere else. So way, way to, way to save the show. <laughs> hey, it's a good show. People no, are- I'm just saying that was, that was good, man. I didn't, that's no, awesome. Yeah. I, I'm glad I thought about that. I was, I was worried that I didn't have it. Cause it is very, that, you know, those as much as, you know, of course I, I want to prove the existence of a lot of these things. I, I think the weirder the story, the more, the, you know, the better, the funner it is. Right. I mean, uh, you know, it really, uh, gets me going in some type of way and it, it, more people should write us emails like that i think that would be i think that would be awesome i would love it i you know and, and especially because i i definitely um you know i i i catalog everything every sighting that i get i catalog i mean maybe it's just i need to you know maybe we can do you know we've done a q a episode before but maybe we can kind of do uh we've never done with, with you and i so maybe oh, i'm not doing that shit because i'll you'll get trolled heavy well, I've seen I've seen the way you're what is that thing that you're on, on fucking Twitter? The, the anonymous thing, whatever. Yes, we're not doing that. No, 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 no. I think we would get some I mean, obviously we vet the questions first. We don't just answer all of them, but <laughs> you know, I, I think we could do like a QA and just kind of a free reading of different people's experiences. Sure. Um, I mean, I would love if we had if we got enough of those letters so that we could read one every episode. I think that would be really cool. Well, we are um we we do have a website that's getting ready to launch. And oh, so that's right, yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, I think once it gets up and running, you know, there would definitely be a resource for people to contact and maybe, you know, we start pushing you guys kind of over there and having you you know, share your stuff there. I mean, for now, you know, you can always um, DM the, the Twitter page, either the official page at Wednesday's Talk, or you can DM me at It's Asher's, um, or you can email me 
um, at from the ashers at gmail.com. So, um, and uh, you know, of course, again, description, it'll be down there. Um, you know, if you guys want to share your experiences and, you know, we'll, we will definitely talk about them. I mean, at the very least, I, I do have others that I want to talk about. I mean, most, mostly, you know, when we, when I look at these experiences, I would prefer to have a sit down conversation with these people as opposed to just, you know, written accounts. Um, I'm also, I've been playing with the idea for a while of starting a Facebook group for people who can share their accounts. Now, Facebook groups has this option where you can post anonymously and uh, get it submitted into the group to share. And so that's kind of the big kicker there because a lot of people, they're worried about being chastised for the things that they've experienced. And, you know, you guys don't have to be quiet about this stuff anymore. I mean, you've, you've got options. You can definitely get it out there and, and you never know what experience you might share that might really crack the case or be the missing puzzle piece and something that, you know, we need to know as investigators to, to get to the bottom of some of the stuff. So, um, you know, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I will open up that group and, and everybody can join. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look at how I got my start with the show was just going on and talking about my own experiences and it's therapeutic. You know what I mean? It's, it's something that some people, I think, you know, obviously it weighs on them more than my stuff weighed on me, but you know, it would, it, definitely when you get a when you come in contact with this stuff it doesn't um you don't forget about it exactly and you carry it with you and it, it helps even just to write about it write it in an email and then send it and we don't have to read your name but you know you talking about your thing it's like any i hate to say trauma because they're not always traumatic negative experiences but anything like this that you don't necessarily know how to process just well, getting it, it off your chest. Can be. It certainly can be traumatic. I mean, it definitely changes the way that you view the world. And so, you know, sure. um, it, it is. It is very important to get that stuff off your chest. And, yeah, I mean, if, if you guys feel better doing it and writing, you don't have to come on the show and talk. I mean, if you want to come on the show and talk about your stuff, please, we'll, we'll have you on. Um, but if, if you, if you don't want to do that, you're not comfortable doing that and you don't want any identifying factors, but you still want to share your story, you know, reach it out. might help somebody else, you know, you never yes. know. Right. Even exactly. if it doesn't lead to like some great investigation or, or a documentary or something, even if it's just you write a letter, we read the letter, and there's some other person on the other side of the world that hears that and it creates some kind of understanding for them or it, it helps them to the next step in their process or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, for you sure. Know, the, the only there's, there's great strength and value in us sharing our stories with each other, I think, no matter what kind of stories they are. Well, and I think that a lot of people kind of forget what what a, what community means, and this is very much a community. I mean, we do have a, a lot of pretentious assholes out here in this community. We do; they're there, they exist, and you know. But but that's not my community. That's not what what I'm here to do. Or you know, I I just don't accept that kind of behavior. So you know, hopefully, you know, people can view this as some type of safe space that that they can you know open up with, and you know, that's that's what I plan to do. I mean, you know, I I know. I know. <laughs> Let me get serious for a second. I know that it sounds crazy. I know it does. I uh, trust me. <laughs> I've 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 heard it all and um I don't have the craziest story. You know, I don't sit around and laugh with my friends about these ridiculous experiences because that's just not the kind of person that I am. Um, I know that it sounds otherworldly and it's in it. I know that it sounds scary and I know it sounds, you know, if you talk about it, people aren't going to take you seriously, but that's not true. That's just not true. Um, you know, if, if I didn't truly believe that these things happen in the world, then I, I wouldn't have a job. So. <laughs> 
I wouldn't be doing this. I'm not out here to disprove everything. I'm out here to prove it. So, you know, again, hopefully, you know, you guys feel like you can you can come to some type of comfort by getting this stuff off your chest and we'll share it on the show if you give us permission to do so. So <laughs> But yeah, so that's I mean, I think that's pretty much the only um like the biggest Irish folklore that I got interested in. Now, of course, Ireland has its fair share of, of Bigfoot and, and dogmen and, you know, all these other, um, I think they've got big cats over there also. Um, you know, there's plenty of cryptids, but, um, you know, I, I think some of them are obviously more notable than, than others. The Dulahan, I don't think, I mean, I think it's decently popular, but, you know, because we had a sighting, I definitely want to talk about it. Um, and then of course, you know, leprechauns and fey folk, um, but I don't think I have anything else to, to bring to the table here. Do you, Pat? I got one. Okay. Okay. Th- I'm excited. This is- <laughs> don't be. It's not that good. Uh, but no, it, it's more of a, I don't want to say like a, a oh, it's exactly. like a, le- a legend that I heard about Irish people. Um, which if you, if you were okay. to physically describe uh, your stereotypical Irish person, how would you describe them? Physically, physical features. Redheaded, uh, pale, um, probably short. Um, sure, perfect. You, I could not, I could, I could not have fed you three better adjectives to use. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Um, but anyone that like me, I'm I'm seventy five percent Irish. Three out of my four grandparents were one hundred percent Irish, first and second generation, right? And I am six foot four with lots of hair and uh, very dark, right? Okay. Yeah. So how does that happen? Right. <laughs> yeah. There is a myth of the, we're called the black Irish. And those are Irish people that are not red haired, that are not pale and fair skinned, that are dark, that are hairy, that are tall. And there's a lot of us. And if you, if you, if you know, Irish, I actually Irish people like, you know, um, or people, you know, people around here, Americans of Irish descent, sure. there's a good cross section that fit that physical descriptor more than the gingers. Right. Right. And the explanation of that, that I've always heard is that that is because we are descendants of the lost tribe of Israel and that, uh, you know, there was originally 13 tribes of in Israel, right? Okay. Okay. One of them. Well, one to 10 of them, depending on which story you're going to go off of. But um, there was one tribe that got lost. They were a seafaring tribe. And the the story is, is that um, their ship crashed off the course of the uh, that they had left the Mediterranean and sailed north and their ship crashed off the coast coast of Ireland. And they just came ashore and mingled with everybody. Right. Okay. And that is one of those like Old Testament mythological things that, you know, people aren't even know if it's true or not. And it's that same lost tribe that the Mormons attribute to discovering the Americas, right? So the Mormon religion says that, you know, uh, the, the lost tribe of Israel landed in North America, and those are who the Native Americans are descendants of. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with that at all. No, not at all. Yeah, well, that's the, I mean, Joseph Smith shit, like, who knows? And those were the golden plates that he found in, uh, I mean, have you ever, <laughs> you don't know anything about the Mormon religion? You ever see, like, Book of Mormon? Or, no, like, I've never seen Book of Mormon. I mean, I know, I know <laughs> some things, but no, not really. I really don't 
I don't okay. like new religion, so. So like so like Joseph Smith, he was uh you know, he was a, a pioneer back in the day and he supposedly found these golden plates buried in like Missouri. And these golden plates were from the lost tribe of Israel that but no one's ever seen the golden plates but him. So no one even knows if these things are fucking real or not, okay, right? Yeah, right? But he supposedly found them on a farm somewhere. And that was the basis of the Mormon religion. The Mormon religion is the lost gospel of Jesus when he came to North America to preach his message to the lost tribe of Israel, which was the Native Americans. Okay. Okay. But some people say that that lost tribe, which was a seafaring tribe, that was the only description of them in the Bible was that they were they were like fishermen and they would get in boats and sail all around the Mediterranean and stuff. And they actually wound up in Ireland. And that is that is where you get the influx of dark features, dark hair, and then also we were taller, which okay. I don't know if Jews are supposed to be gigantic or whatever, but I got one Jewish friend and he's my height. So some of them are big. Um, but there's also, if, if, if you go a little bit forward in history to about 700 BC, there were, and you take away that, you know, mythic 13th lost tribe of Israel, there were, there were just the 12 tribes of Israel and 10 of them did actually leave the Middle East after the Assyrians took over in about 700 BC. And they, it, it was like the first dispersa, right? Where like okay. the people just kind of scattered so they didn't get fucking genocided. And some people say, no, 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 no. The, the influx of uh, that, that was the, those are the people that landed in Ireland. Right. And then the third theory is that it's actually Spanish uh, like traders the a ship crashed and they just came ashore and, and lived in, in Ireland. So <laughs> traders. <laughs> well, like you're like merchants or whatever. <laughs> Spanish, Spanish merchants. But yes, I mean if you look at the genealogical makeup of people, like you're right. You would say, like, oh yeah, they're all pale and, and red haired. But if you actually like were to line up ten people that were hundred percent Irish that, you know, and looked at them, eight of them wouldn't be red haired. Eight of them wouldn't be gingered. You, the majority of them, dark hair, tall, uh, very hairy. That is and that's, very interesting. That's where they attribute the genetic makeup from. Now, the real way to solve this, what if I did that 21 me thing or whatever? Where, I am going to do this. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely doing that for myself. I don't know if you're if you're doing it, but, um, you know, I think it would be a lot of fun to do. Um, because I know that, you know, just, I mean, I know a, a decent amount about my dad's side of the family. I, my mom was adopted, so I don't know shit about her. Oh, and, wow. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's definitely, and then my family hasn't really kept like a good log of, of, of a history. So, um, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna, I'm, I'm doing that. I think you should do it too. We should both do it and talk. About I think it that would time. be, I think that would be a great stunt show idea. Yeah, it takes, it, I know it takes, it, it takes like up to six weeks to get back. Um, you know, in some cases, but but yeah, I, I'm definitely down to to see you know what what that yields and you know kind of talk about maybe some more ancestry and and maybe different um you know cold like cultural things that you know we should probably be following that we don't already. Um, but, but I'm pretty confident that yours is probably pretty Irish. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. I mean, you just you have your whole name is very Irish. I mean, it's very well. Don't um, say it. I'm not, but but it's very. I'm not, but it's it's stereotypically Irish. So um. well, that's I can't help that. That's just the way you know shit worked Nobody's out. Saying it's bad to be Irish, like it's no, not. I don't. I don't. Well, this time of year, it's just oh please, <laughs> oh please. 
it's, it's your holiday, so you should. You should I used to it. think it was for my mom. You want to talk about why I'm fucked up the way I am? It's not because of my DNA. Well, it's because of one very specific DNA uh, donator. It's because when I was young, in that parade that used to go up and down right outside the where I grew up, uh, my mom because it was St. Patrick's Day. My mom's like, "Oh, that's because the parade's for you." And I was like, "Really?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I really well, thought that. Not, that's- that's a very what are you talking you're like oh i'm fucked up that's a very wholesome story there bud that's nice <laughs> that's why i'm such a narcissist <laughs> you're are you like whole town has a parade for me <laughs> exactly like oh look how everyone's happy to see me everyone thinks everything i say is so funny i'm i'm, I'm gonna celebrate uh in your honor is what i'll do and, and with I, and rawhead I, rex I, yes i would do that with rawhead rex <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be it'll be all for you so <laughs> That is no, that's interesting though. I didn't, I didn't realize um, all of that about the about the Irish and their you know genetic traits because, like you said, you know stereotypically that's you know we think about you know that cast typing of you know the <laughs> the typical Irish person. So I guess you think of when you think of the Irish, you think of leprechauns, right? You know, and what do they usually look like? Short people, pale, and and red hair. So um, you know, I don't know, but yeah, well, I think we should definitely do the DNA test thing. I think that would be super cool. Um, anything else to add to this week? No, send us your letters, please. Send us your letters. Um, you know, if, if you are here specifically because you want to hear about the Mothman, well, you are in, I don't usually do this, but you are in for an absolute treat next week. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say what or why or who yet, um, but oh, it's, <laughs> it's going to be very exciting. So, you know, make sure you're here for that. And yeah, like, yeah, like Pat said, or I'm sorry, like Dr. X said, <laughs> Yeah, unless you've been unless you're here because you've been following my podcasting career in which case it's going to feel like a rerun but whatever <laughs> yes that's true that's very true it is it is kind of a it's not a rerun it's a tribute how about that no it'll be good i'm, I'm excited when i i uh we got a very good guest coming up and someone that i enjoyed talking to very much before and i'm sure i didn't even do it justice because it was with that other outfit that i was associated with sure. but no this this will be cool It'll so, yes, it'll, it'll be you and your element. I mean, it's uh, I'll be very subdued next week. I'll take a back seat and let you guys. Uh, well, I mean, it's kind do your of, Mothman you know, I, thing. I should have I should have done this during the because the anniversary is coming up for the podcast in April. Um, we just hit our fiftieth episode, I think, last week or maybe it was the week before. Um, you know, but but the very first episode of the podcast is is about the Mothman. And, you know, of course, because that's, you know, what I was doing and what I was focused on. And that's what everybody kind of knows. So I, I really I'm I'm excited because, you know, almost a year later, you know, here I get to revisit the subject. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, catch up on the first episode. I can't promise that it's great, but it is short. So catch up on the first episode, <laughs> um, you know, bef- definitely before this one. And yeah, in the meantime, definitely, uh, you know, reach out to us. We'll uh, we'll be around. But. Until then, guys, we will see you next Wednesday.